The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Now that's the big voice guy, which means it's another good week. I get my man Jacob Padilla. He's in the studio. I am in Never Never Land, far <laughs> far away. Jacob, good afternoon. Well, it's kind of good morning, mid morning, man. How are you? Yeah, we're, we haven't quite hit noon yet um, as of this recording, but uh, I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Uh, once again, we're, we're we're in different locations here. Uh, fortunately, we're both feeling well this week. Uh, you just uh, you're a little busy this week. You got you got football camp. Yeah, we're opening up with, uh, you know, the 31st was the first day that uh, folks could work out and and kind of start their program. So I just want to make sure we got off to a, or at least I got off to a good start. They'll probably be fine without me. But uh, <laughs> the first week here, so I'm I'm double dipping. We've started at about seven. We get out of there about ten, and so it's a pretty full morning along with coaches meeting. So I actually. JP, it's just enough to keep me sane, right? I, I need kiddos. Yep. You know, like coaching is, is, a, is a big part of what I like to do, as you can definitely relate to. Yeah, and we're, we're heading into June now. Um, obviously, football is going to be uh, happening a lot this week all over the state, camps and uh, visits and uh, all that sort of thing. But uh, there's uh, one, last, uh, one last weekend of, of AAU basketball that we need to talk about before we move on to what I saw this weekend, and that was the ETG Midwest uh, teams heading out to uh, California to compete in the Compton uh, Magic's uh, Memorial Day tournament. Yeah, it was a really solid showing from both teams, uh, the 16s and the 17s, where, you know, they went to combine 6-0, and and I felt like really played well. The 17s need a little bit of, shot, of a shot in the arm, uh, led by kind of Connor Milliken, uh, really playing well, finding ways to create off the dribble uh, and and score the basketball. I, they they don't have great numbers in terms of volume, but I felt like, uh, especially in the second game, getting good wins. They shot the ball well. Um, they they needed a they they need a, a little bit of a momentum boost as we go back to school ball and kind of take a break and then get ready to hit a really tough, difficult summer schedule where they'll be in Rock Hill. Uh, they'll go back to South Carolina. They'll have uh, the River City Shootout Tournament, which will be good quality. And then uh, hopefully they'll be back in Seal Beach with an invite. So it, it is uh, July will be very, very critical for these 17s. Yeah, for sure. And, again, that's a team that we've talked about that obviously lost some key pieces uh, during the – during the spring, they kind of had to go down to the wire trying to figure out, all right, who was going to actually be on this team just because of the circumstances. And um, now they're able to last few weeks kind of with their with their group. They, they added Modelo Deng, um, yeah. the 7-2 um, kid that used to be here in Council Bluffs and went out uh, east to a prep school and 
Now I'm not quite sure where he's going to land next. Um, but I felt like, so you and I and your brother, I think we saw him at the tail end in Kansas city, yeah. right? Cause that was, it was his first yep. week. And what was that about? Was that even a month ago yet? It might not have been maybe three weeks ago. Uh, that was kind of the start. They were just starting to work him in. So that staff's got some options depending on how they want to play. Yeah. And again, that it's kind of on Connor Milliken to not necessarily be a 30 point a game guy, but to just kind of set the tone. Um, You've got some guys that uh, obviously JJ Farron's a great shooter. Jackson Stuvey is a good cutter. You've got some guys that um, that, um, can score if you, you get them in good opportunities. And that's kind of, I think, what this with this spring and summer is for Milliken in terms of being able to show his kind of all around game with a little bit more talent around him and kind of settling into that more of a combo point guard role uh, that he'll probably play at the next level versus just go get your buckets type of thing. Yeah, and it's weird. You you it's interesting and weird at the same time. It's interesting you bring up Jackson Stewie because when we get to the 16s, I'm going to talk about Jaden Jackson. They're both Bellevue West guys, and I think of them a lot of the same they've kind of been penciled in to be shooters, you know, kind of by design. But really, like when I watch them and I have over the last four or five years, they're both capable of adding different facets to their game, both sneaky good offensive rebounders, a little more athletic than people give them credit for. They are good shooters and can play without the ball. Like I think those are two guys that when they're playing with confidence, they got – a lot of Stuvie, he's and he has a good relation. You can tell he likes playing with Milliken. They they kind of have a thing until they're good friends off the court. Um, they have a good chemistry, and and Stuvie's capable of being more than just a shooter. Yeah, for sure. And what six three six four long? Um, you said good athlete. Like it, I think that yeah, he's 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 quietly pretty yeah. springy. Yeah, he can guard multiple positions. The key is for him: can he get that shot consistent? Um, yeah. that's something that he's kind of been struggling with throughout his high school career. If he can get that part down uh, while continuing to do a lot of the little things off the ball and defensively and rebounding, like you said, he's got a chance to, to really help uh, WS next season. They're going to need him with, with the pieces they've lost. Um, it, I, well, obviously, they're always going to have some good depth, but it doesn't seem like they have quite uh, the number. I don't think we're going to be seeing them rolling out a 10 or 11-man rotation this year yeah. just based on some of the, the players they've lost, but... Um, their core is going to be pretty good, so they're going to rely more on those guys to to lead the way, and he's going to be a senior, so now it's kind of his time to, to step into that role. And it sounds like the closer we get to this deal that WS will get Dolzler back. I know there were a lot of reports he may he may go to Link and, and, and stay there, but I don't know. It just it, it, it feels like and it sounds like that he could be returning to WS, which would be a – I don't know. He'd probably tell you if he does come back, hey, I was never leaving. But the sentiment was, and I think, did you kind of get that, that that Link was more than a viable option? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, any any of those kids that go play for Mocan, there's kind of a, a pipeline there. And with, with uh, Josiah being a little older for his class and, um, I mean, look looking as the kind of the 1D1 guy, looking to maybe try to do what he can to, to build on that stock. Um, but – um, there, there's something to kind of just staying with what you know and uh, being kind of the, the feature guy for a really good team and have a chance to go win a state title again. So, um, like you said, that's kind of been the one of the biggest question marks hanging around, but uh, everything that we've heard at this point is um, that he'll be back in, in Nebraska this next season. 
Yeah, as we, we jump over to the 16s, a team that was a little shorthanded. Uh, you know, no Caleb Steele and, and no Caleb, a.k.a. C.J. Mitchell, who is nursing a meniscus injury. And so our guy, I mean, and how how funny is it that a guy that we've been talking about all offseason, spring, summer here, Alex Wilcoxon gets a chance uh, to move up from the 16 golds. And you know what? All bias aside, I felt like offensively he maybe was a little um, nervous trying to fit in, but he's a good basketball player. He fit in just fine. Um, the kids enjoy playing with him, and he's going to be a nice fit depending on how they what the how they restructure that roster moving forward. If he's a permanent piece, he's going to help them. He can shoot the basketball. He does a lot of little things. Um, one thing he's going to have to used to be. He's going to have to used to sh- get used to shoot being open. <laughs> he, he had some really good looks, and he's probably like, "Whoa, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what am I doing with all this space?" But he's uh, he's a super kid. You know, I think the world of him, and you know, they played really well. I, I felt like I was a little concerned about the ball handling over time without CJ as a as a as a guy that can take a lot of pressure off some of their other guys in the backcourt, primarily Caleb um, Benning having to handle the ball so much. But I I felt like they worked their way through. They shot it extremely well. Aiden Zickman uh, had a fantastic weekend. Um, He single-handedly went on a 12-0 run or 15-0 run uh, in their second game. And, you know, he's a guy that he's streaky. When he gets going, he can dial it from distance. You know Neil Mosser can shoot it. He did a really good job. It's good to see a healthy Neil Mosser, right? We haven't – the ankle yeah, has resp- res- responded well. Um, th- that's a – I listen, I asked the guys coming back. You know, I said, were you a little bummed about the competition or was that about what you felt like? And he said, hey, look, those guys to a man, those, those were good teams, good athletic teams. And they looked at me and said, hey, listen, we're pretty good. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, and I know you say that, you know, like, yeah, I think he said it last week. Like, oh, that's a pretty good team. And maybe I take him for granted because I see him all the time. But that was an impressive showing I felt like they had over the weekend that that that's a team that shot the basketball well and found a way to take to get stops they really will defend and guard and i thought kevin stubblefield had a good weekend Jaden jackson had a good weekend i really liked the way caleb played i mentioned will coxon they they've aiden zickman they've they've got some guys man that on any given night can kind of control games at different times they they have some versatility well and and that's for the most part you know what you're on that team you know what you're going to get from the defensive side of the ball you know what you're going to get from Stubblefield, from jackson from benning it uh, how good that team can be really does come down to kind of those uh those other pieces those spacing pieces zickman mosser if those guys are hitting shots and making the right play they're, they're going to be tough to keep up with. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. And that's kind of what we've seen from them. And the interesting thing is they're not tall, but they have good length. Neil Mosser, really good reach. Caleb, long arms. Jaden Jackson, extremely long arms. When they understand the rotations and getting to the glass, listen, they're not going to be, you know, 80s or 90s Pistons, but (laughs) they're they're a sneaky good offensive rebounding team. They they have figured out how to go get the basketball when, when those rotations and then who's getting back and who can get after the glass. They got enough bounce and and some stick to itness where they'll get after the glass. So yeah, overall, pretty good way I think for ETG to to, to close out the spring. Um, now obviously every, everybody's on break moving forward here. June is all about the high schools and kind of the uh, the first event that kicks that off is the MBDA Freshman State Tournament, and that's where I was all weekend. And I, I was really impressed with the talent I saw. It was, it's, it's always a fun That's tournament. Good, good. This is kind of my first look. I, I don't get to see much youth anymore. Um, just coaching strictly high school and the, the way the tournament's set up now, it's all separate locations, even when you're in the same city. So um, I, I don't get to see nearly as much as I used to. Um, but uh, so this is kind of my first look at a lot of the kind of up and coming players that whether um, if they hadn't, played JV varsity yet or um, eighth graders in particular. And I was really impressed with the eighth grade class uh, in general. A lot of really good teams had eighth graders playing up and playing significant roles. Um, that 2026 class is looking pretty impressive already. Um, and we start with uh, Miller North, who won the tournament, went 7-0. and um, And uh, they they did it. They, they didn't have any 2026 kids playing up, but um, – they went in, won it without Derek Rollins uh, in the championship game, um, in most of the semifinal. Uh, he he had he played with them on Saturday, but um, had had uh, other plans he had to attend to, um, so he wasn't able to stick around. So they kind of stepped up and uh, they beat Wahoo uh, in the final. I was impressed with Wahoo. I didn't know. Um, Dylan Simons is about the only kid on that team that I had seen mm-hmm. before, yeah. um, and I was impressed with them. Like I. Throughout the, the the few games I saw them, they didn't necessarily have any one kid that stood out. It was just a, a solid team. A lot of kids with some length. Uh, they cut well. Um, Braylon Weimer, Hen- uh, Henry Sturr, two kids that played well in the championship game. They got a few um, twenty twenty six kids playing up. Harrison Kruger as a guard um, played well um, and, and kind of started for them. So um, it, it was a fun 
fun kind of championship between those two. Uh, Tristan Collins for uh, from Miller North kind of led the way offensively with 10 points, set the tone defensively. Um, a guy I was impressed with all weekend long is Amari Rahman um, for, for Miller North. And he, uh, he made some big-time plays. Miller North kind of, they struggled through a few of their pool games, a few of their bracket games where they were kind of even or trailing for much of the game and then made a run down the stretch. And um, Rahman was one of the guys that kind of keyed a lot of those, those comeback, those closing stretches. Just a combination of hitting timely buckets and his playmaking. Um, I, I obviously I didn't see he, he had to be up there for assists in terms of all players that weekend just based on what I saw especially in, in the big moments um, he, he's gonna he, he's a kid that's playing for that OSA Adidas gold team so I've seen him play a bit this spring but mm-hmm. I was impressed I, I think he played better this weekend than I'd even seen from him w- with OSA so far and Pierce Mooberry, um, also a good football player. Uh, he and Derek Rollins both kind of suited varsity as freshmen kind of second half of the season for Miller North um, so that was a, that was a really good team. Um, and, and they played well, um, to, to, to take the championship. I like Moonberry overall. Like he's, he's a guy, obviously he's, he's made his initial name, you know, playing, uh, football, but I like that younger class at Miller North. I liked him in, on the football field and I kind of, and I like him in basketball, not quite as much as football. Cause I'm not sure what the top end will be, yeah. but there are some, you're right, though that that eighth grade group, um, you know, Donnie Barfield. They there there are some guys that are going to be pretty good players coming up for sure. And the the other semifinalists were uh, Lincoln Southwest, who is the reigning champ last year. They got a lot of guys back from that team that that won the tournament. Um, they lost to Wahoo in, in the semifinals, went five and one, um, and that was a close game back and forth. Uh, uh, Southwest just kind of came up empty on a few possessions down the stretch. Wahoo took care of the ball and hit enough free throws to, to hold on and win the thing. Um, they, they, Southwest is missing Chuck Love and Finn McGovern, two guys that played a big role on the championship last year as eighth graders. Um, so that kind of hurt. They, they're playing some younger, smaller players um, uh, up as well, kind of around Braden Frager and Jackson Carpenter um, and Kavion Reynolds as kind of the, the, the three main guys from that uh, 2025 class. Um, if, all three of those guys threw down dunks. Uh, Frager and Carp, or Frager and Reynolds both dunked on somebody <laughs> um, Frager, throughout the weekend. Frager's a good. He's a pretty. Where would you rank his overall athleticism? He's up there. Um, yeah. Like he's not super. He quick, like he's a pretty good athlete. Yeah, he's not super quick twitchiest. Um, but like with space, open run to the rim. Like he'll go. Like I said, he'll hammer on you. Um, and he can go up and rebound. <laughs> he's six six. Um, he keeps growing. So he, he he's a. Impressive physical uh, specimen there for for Southwest there, um, so good run. Uh, again, didn't didn't win it all this year, but um, it's a good team, and they got a lot of young kids uh, in, in the uh, in the hopper there coming up. And uh, Makia Sanders, Lincoln Dush, and Kaysen Seymour were three 2026 guards that played up with them and um, kind of playing some big moments that uh, it looks like they, they like quite a bit. Um, I know Kaysen, I believe his sister plays on, on the varsity team, older sister, so. Um, the, the other semifinalist was the kind of Omaha Scut Papillion La Vista conglomerate. Uh, typically Scut's kind of combined with Elkhorn South for this deal, which to me kind of seems a, a little like cheating. It seems like both those programs typically <laughs> have enough talent decent programs, yeah, right? to, to have their own. But, um, obviously with the, the coaching change at Elkhorn South, uh, uh they, they didn't have any representation tournament this year. And 
with Will Pope coming over from Scott seemed like a um, kind of a easy uh, easy connection there to to get a few Papio kids onto that that Scott team, and they they went five and one, lost to Miller North in the in the semi, and uh, Brock Scholl again we talked about him a little bit that ETG team he. Anytime he got a chance to go make a play, he, he had some step-back threes. He was scoring in the post. Um, he was one of the, the better uh, post players in, in the tournament I saw. Kyle Cannon had a really good week as well, um, playing for that OSA Adidas Gold. Um, he, I know he played JV for them last year, and I was impressed when I saw him against Ron Colley. Um, and, and Dylan Van Dyke, who's a multi-sport kid, baseball, football, and basketball. Hadn't really seen him before, but uh, he, he impressed me, just kind of all-around playmaking um, setting up others, crashing the glass, going hard to the rim, hitting a three here and there. So um, th- those were kind of the final four. Um, a, a team outside of that that really I was impressed with was Norris, who went 4-1 and one and lost to Lincoln Southwest in the quarterfinals. And they had uh, kind of a core of 2025 20, kids that are all going to play important roles for Norris's varsity team this year, and that's Barrett Bosiger, who started last year for them, uh, Jarrett Behrens, and, and Josh Bornschlegel. Um, and both those guys are playing for Supreme, uh, one of the Lincoln Supreme teams. And Bornschlag goes long, can handle the ball, kind of a combo guard for them. And Barons is just really solid all-around player. But it was their 2026 class that really impressed me as well, led by Chris J.R. Garner, who um, dad played for Danny Knee at, in Nebraska back in the day. And he uh, he was really impressed. He had some stretches there where he kind of took over. Yeah, that's, and, that's, that's Bernard, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So um, he he was impressive. He's a um, kid that can score in multiple ways, can go grab a rebound when they need it. Um, and with dad, <laughs> pretty good size there. So uh, he's still going to be growing uh, as he goes through high school. And then Alex Small and Cooper Rice, two Norris kids who had older brothers that went through the program. A um, couple of guards, uh, small, kind of tough kid. Uh, Rice, really good playmaker, very small, but um, again, he's got plenty of time to grow a little bit here and really good passer. So um, I, I was impressed with uh, kind of that group overall. Lincoln Southeast went four and one. They were the uh, kind of runner up last year with BJ Bradford, Mari Shoemaker, and Mike Nagoyi kind of leading the way. All three of those guys played for the for the team last year as eighth graders. So did Javen Mitchell, I believe. Um, just good athlete. Um, th- th- that was a team that. They, they obviously, got some good individual talent that I guess the, the connectiveness what wasn't quite there in terms of buying in on defense and getting all the uh, doing all that to, to win the thing. But it was a good team. And then um, Lincoln North Star, um, they had, had a good team. I was impressed with Javarius Welch. They went four and one, lost in the quarterfinals to, to Miller North. And they had the lead for much of the way in that game, in th- that quarterfinal game. And again, Miller North made a run down the stretch and, and kind of got ahead. But they got some good size, Makai Wayne Brown, and then Justin Jordan Anderson are kind of playmaking guards that play hard on defense. So, a um, couple of the other eighth graders that, that caught my attention were Jackson Cruz from from Lincoln Northeast. Physically impressive. Um, I mean, the first play I saw from him, second play of the game for the Northeast, went it down, dunked it in transition. Handful of possessions later, it went up and dunked it again. So, <laughs> within the first uh, five minutes, five to eight minutes uh, of this game. It's a kid coming in here, 2026 20, kid, dunking twice uh, in, in his first game that I saw. So um, he, he can handle the ball for his size. He made some defensive plays where he went and blocked shots at the rim. Um, he's a guy that uh, you're going to have to keep an eye out for, for Lincoln Northeast. 
Um, Nolan O'Neill played for for Lincoln East. They they went two and two. Um, you want to check out HaleVarsity.com. I wrote about East a little bit and Sam Greasel coming back and coaching in this tournament after playing. Yeah, he had a chance himself. to catch up with him. How yeah. was that? Good. Um, I I saw I actually saw Sam previous weekend too over at Speedway Village uh, working concessions with Thomas Villianco and Tristan Simpson. So he he's back in the community. He's loving it. Um, he's kind of going to be doing whatever he's going to be around, and that's kind of what he said from the start. He wants to wants to really be involved in the community now that he's got a chance to come back and play here for his last year. And this is just kind of the, his first opportunity to get back into it, really, and kind of give back to the, the Lincoln East program. Jeff Campbell said, like, hey, anytime he's back in town, he's been hanging out with those guys. <laughs> and um, so he, he already knew a lot of those guys before um, going into this tournament. So it's just a cool experience, I'm sure, for those kids and, and for Sam as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Um, so Nolan O'Neill, he, he and Jacqueline Cruz both play for that TNE team that Alvin uh, helps coach with Mitch Mosser. Um, wow. Some pretty good players on that team that's, overall. That's, that's, that's a good basketball <laughs> yeah. team. Holy, I'm putting them on par. You can tell me if I'm crazy. I'm kind of putting them on par with, you know, the Mitchell, Jaden Jackson, Zickman, Benning, that, that eighth grade group. That was, I mean, that was a sensational eighth grade group. Uh, I think they lost two games on the season. Like, <laughs> Are you put? Are they there? Do you think? Is it potential? I, I haven't seen enough of them myself, but um, just knowing a few of those kids, and again seeing some of them this weekend, it's like pretty impressive. Well, I, think, I think Donnie Barfield is, he could potentially be a star. Yeah, and you've got Sun Pietkowski and Major Monster going to Millard North together. Um, uh, you've got, like you said, um, Barfield. Um, yeah. Gettings going to Westside, I believe. Yeah. Um, Iguema going to Prep. Um, they've got some good players uh, on that team and uh, that are kind of going to be spread around and looking to make impact for their programs. Um, I, I actually kind of like that. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's going to be that way this year. I think in, in high school where you'll, you'll see probably five or six teams that you probably think can win it. Like yeah. realistically. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, I mean, that's healthy. Like that's, that's kind of the way you want it. Yeah. Real quick, I'll just run through a few of the other stand. We talked about Lincoln East. Cohen Sand is trans, uh, transferring there from from Lincoln Christian, where he played some varsity this year. Um, got got hurt, I think, missed part of the season. But good athlete, six two point guard, low to the ground with the dribble, uh, but explosive to the rim. 
Um, he'll have a chance to, to contribute, I think, for their varsity this year. Um, and Auburn, Nixon Liguori, uh, for, uh, playing for that OSA Adidas school team, he's, he's got some real upside. Physically really impressive, um, big, strong frame, and he can get downhill, and he goes hard. He seeks out contact. Basically, every possession, there's going to be contact uh, unless he's pulling up for a jumper. And um, he, he just does a great job of getting to the line or getting to the rim, spinning and finishing, just kind of leaning on you, making sure that you can't stay between him and the basket. Um, so he does a great job of that. He had a 27-point game, I think, while I was watching, um, which uh, is pretty impressive. Yeah, um, especially at that age. Yeah. A uh, couple others. uh uh, for for Creek, Carter Resney, eighth grader, real tiny, but man, that kid can play. Um, Nate Kelly is another 2026 20, kid for Scotts Bluff, who um, I think will have a chance to be a four-year varsity guy for them out there. And uh, he was really impressive, handling the ball, making plays. If they've got a good pipeline. Yeah. Uh, and, don't they? they? They're doing it. Whatever's in the water out there with the families, and it is it hasn't been cyclical. They've been pretty consistent. And they only brought two uh, 2025 kids with them. Most of those kids this weekend were uh, were eighth graders. I think it really shot the ball well around Kelly. They went two and two, but um, played against some good teams there. Um, and Kelly's older sister is uh, play is uh, kind of a starter for for the girls team. So again, another another family there for for Scotts Bluff. Um, so th- those are uh, just a few of the others that kind of really caught my attention as I was walking around. Overall, just a really fun tournament. I'm glad they do this. I'm glad I was able to kind of yeah. be able to just, uh, just hang around all weekend, just kind of b- jumping from from uh, court to court, just trying to see as much as I can. A little different than what I do during the summer where I try to lock in on one game and um, kind of watch uh, from start to finish. But give me a chance again to get – I don't even know how many names here I've got written down just from that I hadn't really seen before or had seen, but kind of was uh, excited to see them within their, their own kind of uh, team setting, within their own school setting. And um, I, I think uh, we've got some pretty good talent coming up the, the pipe here. Yeah, it's cool because I, I think that it's almost like role reversal. Usually I'm the guy watching the lower grades as they get ready to go to high school. You're locked in on the high schools and we both try to dabble in that, but, I think it kind of gives you at least a good feel for what's coming for schools, generally speaking, right? It's those reasons why I could say a couple of years ago, hey, I think, you know, Millard South is going to do this, or hey, you know, Millard North may do this, or hey, keep an eye on this group here in a couple of years. Like, you kind of get a sense of if kids stay where they're at, schools that can maybe be on the come, right? It's, it's why we talked about. West side and what they were doing and, and potentially what, uh, what was going to happen at Miller North with, with Hunter's group, that freshman group. And it, you can kind of get a good inkling. It's almost never, eh, there is a little too early, but eighth, ninth grade, you can start to get a sense of what's going to happen. Cause I know, you know how to project upside versus not a lot of room for, for growth there either physically or emotionally yeah. in their games. Yeah. And that's always the question is, um, a lot of those kids that get good early, do they stick with it or do they kind of coast on their talent because they've always been able to? The best ones are the ones that keep working even though they've had the physical advantage early on. Um, and that's kind of – this is now when you get that fourth, that eighth grade to ninth grade to tenth grade, that's kind of really when things start to kick in. When you get to that high school level, it's a whole new ball game than what you um, experienced previously. And um, so you, you got to kind of ramp up the work even harder once you get to that level. And those that do, those are the ones gonna, that are going to end up going the farthest down the stretch. All right, you doing AL this 
Thursday, Friday. We got games starting. We got, I mean, we got a lot going on, man. We got to divvy this thing up. Where, where are you going to try to park? Yeah. Well, um, we got the, the Lincoln, uh, Lincoln summer league is starting up on Thursday. Um, that's, uh, they kind of moved it to Thursday this year. Last year was Tuesday. So they could have some teams that wanted to play both in Lincoln and in the UBT one up in Omaha. So that those, that'll be Monday starting next week. Um, the Lincoln tournament starts this starts tomorrow from when we're recording this. And then Friday is kind of the official start to the, the tournament weekends. And Miller net, uh, Miller North hoop fest is the first one that knocks that starts it off on Thursday uh, or Friday morning, rather um, some really good teams in that. And then on Saturday uh, and Sunday, it'll be the, the Brian shootout. Um, again, the kind of the first real bracket style tournament that, that kicks this thing off. So, uh, I'll be around all weekend trying to see as much as I can, and uh, we'll wrap it all up next week. It's hard to believe I'll be watching four games Friday afternoon in a high school basketball gym here locally. Feels yeah, good, no, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> wow. And, um, as football gets ready to get started, yeah, that's he's, he's Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. We'll try to bring it to you every week. Next week should be interesting, right? We'll get a good sense of where some of these high schools are at, at least early. And who's landed where yeah. officially? That's that's the big thing. Like, all right, who's where and uh, who's who's playing with who? <laughs> yeah, we say that with all all due respect, man. Heck of a week. It's Nebraska post game. Join us next week. Don't you dare miss it. Huda Media Production.